Welcome to the Jeff Caven Show, where we talk about the Bible, discipleship, and evangelization, putting it all together and living as activated disciples. This is show 328, Fathers Rise Up. And a happy Father's Day to all of our fathers. That's the week. This is the week. I should say that we... We celebrate Father's Day, and we just want to take a few minutes this week to to say thank you to all the fathers. Thank you for being who you are, and thank you for modeling God the Father to your family. I know it's not the easiest thing to do in the world today for a number of reasons. One is that society, for one reason or another, has has seen it appropriate to attack fathers and to attack uh, masculinity, and it's... it's uh, it's taking a toll on some men. Uh, I read about this and I've, I've listened to some, some talks about it. And there are a lot of men out there that, that do feel like that their place in society and the family is being usurped by ideologies that, that are, you know, frankly, against fatherhood. And when you go back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, the catechism basically tells us that when Adam and Eve fell, it was a rejection of God's fatherhood. It was a rejection of God being father, and they were running from that. And I think the farther you run away from God, the father, the more messed up you get. You really do, because we are created to have a relationship with God, the father. And it's interesting because, biblically speaking, uh, God is not like a father. That's not the way we describe him. He's not like a father. Uh, he, it's not a metaphor or anything like that. He is father in his essence. He is a father. And we are in need of being fathered by God more than ever. When I came back to the Catholic Church back in 1995, there was a few people in Protestant circles who heard about it and uh, kind of took some shots, you know, and they my friend, my very good friend said, yeah, I told so-and-so at so-and-so college that you had uh, returned to the Catholic Church. And they immediately said, oh, he needed a father figure, huh? And rather than standing up and saying, no, I don't need that. I, you know what I did? I just, I leaned right into it. And I said, I said, so-and-so, it's a lot of so-and-sos here, but so-and-so, you don't know the half of it, how much I need a father. That's me. I need a father. I almost wanted to say to him, what's your excuse? But yes, yes, part of my coming back to the church was John Paul II and my need of a father. Now, I love my father and I've got a great relationship with him. He's 87 years old. Happy Father's Day to my dad. And uh, I, you know, I'm really I'm really blessed to have had a father like my, my dad. He is Robert Cavins. He's a father of three, husband of Patricia. He's got a PhD in electrical engineering. He used opportunities growing up for my growing up to teach me things. And, and uh, I, I, you know, I hear his voice a lot in my, my mind. And uh, I'm just very thankful for him today. So in our society, what I was going to tell you is that there is this attack on masculinity, on, on fatherhood, and on identity as fathers. And this is what happened with Jesus in the desert when the enemy came to him in Matthew 4, and he attacked his identity. He said, if, if you are the son of God, then cause this uh, stone to become bread, make it into bread. If you are the son of God, notice it's, a, it's the identity attack. And don't let this culture attack your identity as father. You are a father. Wear it proudly. 
you know? And uh, don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. Don't cloak it with some other message. Be bold as a man. Let that masculinity that is controlled by the Holy Spirit, let it, let it just flow out there into society because that's, that's what they need. So I wanted to share a couple scriptures with you. This is a, a shorter show, and I just wanted to give you something to think about this week. Uh, one of my favorite books, particularly after coming back to the church in 95, was Sirach. Now, when I was a Protestant pastor, we didn't read Sirach. And uh, Sirach, I got to tell you, this, this book is a gem. It's an absolute gem. And Sirach chapter 3 is a, a chapter that really gets into uh, this whole idea of fatherhood. And I, I really, really like it. So let me share with you a couple scriptures there that are fantastic. Sirach 3.9. Sirach 3.9 says, For a father's blessing gives a family firm roots, but a mother's curse uproots the growing plant. Now, we're going to drop that. We're going to drop that off right now, but I want to focus on, I want to focus on uh, the first part of it, and that is a father's blessing gives a family firm roots. Now, what Sirach three nine is talking about here is the effect on both the father and the mother on the family, and when a father gives his blessing to the family, it is like firm roots. He's rooting his family with the blessing. And the blessing is the life of God. It's the peace of God. It is the oversight and it is the provision of God. This is what it is, the blessing. And so when Sirach says, for a father's blessing gives a family firm roots, that is really important. And men, you that are fathers and grandfathers, that's really something to remember is that when you bless your family, you give them firm roots. The father gives firm roots to the family. Uh, every day when my three girls were growing up, every day that they were growing up and I was home, I'd stand at the front door and I would lay my hands on them and say, may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance and give you peace. And they didn't leave without it. And sometimes they say, dad, I got to get the bus. Give me my blessing. But that blessing gives my family firm roots. Fathers, bless your children. Bless your children, fathers. Don't be embarrassed about it. You can use the ironic blessing. I'll put it in the show notes for you. The ironic blessing, that's to the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, the prayer that, or the blessing that I just, I just gave a moment ago. I'll put that in the show notes for you. And then it goes on and says in Sirach 3, 12, and 13, my son, take care of your father when he is old. Grieve him not as long as he lives. Even if his mind fail, be considerate with him. Revile him not in the fullness of your strength. Now, that's a very important uh, verse, Sirach 3.12, because I know that there are a lot of you who are, you have children still in the home, but you have parents that are struggling with dementia. And uh, there's nothing to be ashamed about that. It's like, it's like a, an illness of the lungs or, or the intestines, and this is of the brain. And uh, it's something that my father struggles with. And, and so for me to take care of him when he is old is, is, is a blessing to him. Even if his mind fails, be considerate. Treat him with, with consideration and love and tenderness. And, and you are that man who can bring that to your father. Just spend the time with him. Let him know that you love him. Be a blessing to him. I, I was really moved by these uh, verses, and I wanted to share them with you guys as fathers today 
that your blessing is is giving your family firm roots and as a son make sure you take care of your father even if his mind fails be considerate with him and revile him not in the fullness of your strength those were those were the scriptures i wanted to share with you but there were some some more things i wanted to share like um it's important to remember that a father images the heavenly father that's one of the roles of a father in the family and i remember saying to my daughter one year and when i said it i thought oh man what did i say it was my daughter carly and i remember saying to her honey i want you to watch me and i want you to watch me love mom and i want you to know that this is what god is like i want to love mom and love you and provide for the family and I wanted to to image the Heavenly Father. And then when I was done, I thought, oh boy, did I say a boatload there. But it really helped me in realizing what my role was in the family as someone who is imaging the Heavenly Father, that when you look at me, you should see the Father. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And say to my children, follow me as a, as a father and you'll get a glimpse of your Heavenly Father. And so a, a father is imaging the heavenly father, but but also a father protects the family physically. They're like a night watchman looking at the darkest night hours of the night. They're watching over their family. They're watching over their boys and their girls, and they're, they're protecting the house physically. But they're also protecting their family spiritually, which means that a man who rises up and is going to stand in that role as a father and a husband and a protector, that is a man of prayer. That is a man of prayer because it's not by might. It's not by might. It's by, it's by the, the power of God, the, the word of God. It's by prayer and wisdom. That's how a man protects his family spiritually. He stands in the gap. He binds the strong man. He puts a hedge of protection around his family in prayer. And he does it often. Uh, he, he takes holy water and he blesses the, the doors of their rooms and proclaims it a holy place, a separate place. And this house is a house of prayer. It's a house of love. And that's that's up to the father to do that. Fathers, rise up, do it, be the man. And and he also provides food, clothing, shelter. He he is one who who provides the necessary things to live in life. That's your responsibility. Now, I know that Husbands and wives, they share that responsibility, but I'm speaking specifically to men today. Fathers, that is your responsibility to provide for your family and uh, put them first. And a a father takes care of his family's needs before his own. Did you know that? There's really an order there of priority. A father is willing to go without as long as his family can be provided for. And a real man knows that it's time to put the toys away and be an example of Christ. Jesus didn't have any distracting hobbies that I'm aware of, but a real man of God is a man of prayer, a man of provision. He protects his family physically and spiritually. He images the Heavenly Father. He puts those kids and his wife first before himself. He becomes a servant of the family. When he comes home from work, he comes into the home. He's coming into the real work he's called to here. And it's not a time to put your feet up, grab a beer, grab the paper, and have everyone wait on you. When you come home, rise up. Be the leader. Be the husband. Be the father. Uh, that, that's what we're called to do. We really are. And, and a father, by way of Father's Day here, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you. A father teaches his children the ways of God, which is the Bible and the catechism. And so rise up. 
and teach your children. I did a conference years ago in California asking, well, 1,500 people, I think it was, and I asked, how many people here have ever had a father or a mother, a priest, a deacon, grandma, grandpa, aunt and uncle, friend, sister, somebody sit down and show you how to read the Bible? I looked at that crowd like a panoramic view. Not one person raised their hand. Not one. This ought not to be. So fathers, take the responsibility to teach your children. There's wonderful material at Ascension Press. You can get the Bible timeline for teens with with Mark Hart. You can get the the Bible timeline that I do, which is the 24-hour one, or the Unlocking the Mystery of the Bible that will take you through the Bible in eight half-hour classes. One way or another, fathers, Get into the Word of God and learn the structure of the Word of God and, and, uh, and begin to quote it and, and share it with your children. It's your responsibility to teach them because if you don't teach them, who's going to? And we're losing our children. And the fathers need to stand in the breach. They need to stand in that gap and say, not in my house. No, and I'm going to take responsibility to teach them. Give Ascension Press a call. There's, there's a lot of materials that they can provide you with to help you in this. I'm serious. This is what this is what Father's Day should be all about, rather than, you know, brats and a beer and got you a gift or two. On Father's Day, show them what a father is, right? And so, teaching your children, you've got the Bible, you've got the Catechism. Teach them wisdom. And here's another thing for a father. And I re- I remember this so much from my dad growing up. Fathers. Love your children's mother. Love your children's mother. In other words, your wife. (laughs) I know you love your wife, but do you love their mother? You love your children's mother in front of them. Do they see affection? Do they see your tender heart towards her? Do they see you serving her, caring for her, listening to her, being gentle, patient? All of that. So men, rise up, love your children's mother, and put others first. I mentioned this earlier, but I just want to say it again. Put one uh, another in your family first. Put each, each of them number one. And one of the big regrets for men is that when their children grow up, they, and I've heard this from so many men, uh, that when their children grow up, they wish they had spent more time with them. And I, I, wrote, I put this in a book. I think it was, um, oh, who wrote the book now? Al Cresta. Al Cresta wrote the book um, about memories of some of the speakers and teachers in the Catholic circles. And I told the story about dropping my daughter Carly off at Steubenville. It broke my heart. I, I knew it was coming. She was graduating from high school and she was going to go to Franciscan University That's over in Ohio. We're in Minnesota. That's a long two-day drive. And I remember about two weeks before it was time to drive her to to Steubenville. And I kept looking at her thinking, I can't believe this. Can't believe it. She's going to be leaving home, my, my firstborn. And then it got to be like a week before. And uh, started thinking about it. And then it was, before I knew it, we were going to leave the next morning. The van was packed. She had all of her clothes and everything, and we got into the van that morning when we were going to leave. We got in there, and I got to tell you, my heart was, my heart was hurting because 
I started to think of all the times that I could have given more. I could have spent more time with her. And the time is up now. And we all got into the van and and I got out of the car and I said, just, just a second, I got, I got to do something. I went back in the house. I went down in, into the basement into a room and I just stood there. And I looked at her room and <laughs> got tears in my eyes and I thought, where did the time go? And I remember saying, God, I'd do anything just to have one more year. I'd do anything to have one more year with her to do some of the things I, I think I, I failed to do, you know, and I, I, I did what I could, and I, I hope I was a good father, but now that time is up, oh, man, I wish I had some more time. Fathers, if you got time with your children, use it wisely. Stop playing around. Don't pick up new hobbies. Don't go carving duck decoys and, and you know, buying new bowling balls in that 18th gun. Don't do it. Just focus on your kids. Focus on your kids. You're a father. Focus on them. And so... I came back out to the car and we drove to Steubenville two days and I kept looking at her in the rear view mirror and it reminded me of when we came home from the hospital with her. We had her little seat in the back in the middle and I looked in the rear view mirror at her and thought, wow, what have we done? <laughs> We've got a child. I got 18 years here. I'm gonna, I have to teach her and care for her. And there I was, she was 18. <laughs> I was looking at her in the back seat and I was driving away and we got to Steubenville and we were going to be there for a couple days. And I thought, you know, I've got three days. I got two. And then the day came and my heart was just broken. I was happy for her on one hand. Don't get me wrong. I was happy for her. But I spent about uh, an hour that morning very quickly writing an entire letter to her about how much I love her and I'm, you know, what I thought about her and everything. And I wrote it, it must have been like six or seven pages or something like that, and it came time to say goodbye to her, and both Emily and I, our hearts were just, you know, in our throat. And I told her I didn't want to leave her at the front of the school. I wanted to leave her somewhere else, and we walked up to the cross at the campus there, a huge cross on the hill. We, we walked up, and the little girls, my uh, Jackie and Tony, were like, what are we doing, Dad? And I said, just come with me. And uh, I brought Carly up to that, that cross, gave her the letter, and I told her, I said, I, I brought you here to the cross for a reason. I said, this is what we've been all about in our family, and the cross is the place of transformation, and this is where I want to leave you, with the cross, with the Blessed Mother. And uh, I started to cry. My middle daughter said, what's Dad crying about? I said, well, you know, it's, you know when, you're, when a family member leaves you, it, it, it impacts you, you know, and so we ended up dropping her off there and we got in the car and we headed back to Minnesota in the first two hours, my wife and I couldn't even look at each other. Uh, we just looked forward and tears running down our face. And, you know, I, I was doing something that I'd never thought I would do. And I was driving away from my daughter. I'm the protector, I'm the provider, and I'm, I'm doing something that doesn't feel right, you know, and that was so hard. And, uh, must have been, I don't know, three hours down the road. We could finally start talking to each other a little bit. And when we got back home the next day, we, we had a, a tradition in our house. Every night for prayer, we would all go to the girls' room and we would all kneel down to the, uh, along the bed. It was a bunk bed. And we would kneel down on the bottom level, Carly, Jackie, Tony, Emily, and myself. And we knelt down and I looked to the left where 
Carly normally was and got choked up. And I just uh, cried. And my middle daughter said, why is dad crying again? And uh, Emily said, well, sometimes when, you know, your children leave home, a father will need some time to get used to it, you know, get over it in a way. And Jackie looked at me and she smiled. She goes, I'm over it. <laughs> it broke the, it broke the, the, you know, the ice at that point. And we all kind of laughed, but I remember that day very, very well. And I still remember wanting another year. And so I'm just encouraging you as fathers. I don't know how much time you have left, but take advantage of it. Be a man, rise up, pay attention to your family and, uh, Make sure there's firm roots. Father's blessing gives firm family roots. And if your dad is old and he can't get a, a, around, make sure you take care of him. You love him. And if even if his mind is failing, you be considerate to him and treat him with dignity. So I wanted to share that with you. <laughs> so happy Father's Day, men. And uh, I stand with you. And... Uh, uh, we got a lot of work to do. Don't let the, the news get you down. Don't let the marketing out there get you down. Just rise up and be a man. Be a man of God and uh, let that light shine. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a father. I thank you for my father, the, uh, the role modeling he did for me all those years and loving my mother and taking care of us and teaching us. I couldn't have done it without him. And I thank you, Lord, for blessing him even in his old age. And I, I lift up my my friends, my, my uh, friends who are fathers, and I, I pray, that, Lord, that you would give them direction, give them power, give them clarity and how to be a father, give them courage in the midst of a culture that is trying to take away uh, masculinity. Give them courage, Lord. They're not alone. They're not alone. And our blessed mother, we ask you for prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love you, man. God bless.